Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Marnie's Friends, the online training show where experts share insights into aspects of life and leadership that take you from surviving to thriving ASAP. Right now, you are about to discover practical, doable success strategies to shorten your learning curve, increase your productivity, and skyrocket your delight in life. Be sure to thank today's guest by sharing this program via your favorite social media outlet and swing by Marnie.com and give me a shout out too. Now let's get going with today's episode of Marnie's Friends. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Marnie and I'm excited to have you with us this afternoon for this edition of Marnie's Friends where we're going to be talking with our guest Cheryl Wicker about publicity planning tips for DIYers, for do-it-yourselfers. And if you have ever wondered how you can get the word out about what you're doing better, more efficiently, more effectively, maybe more cost-efficiently, this is the show for you. During the next hour, you're going to discover the number one reason brands remain invisible even after people spend thousands of dollars on publicity and how to keep that from happening to you. You're also going to discover the top PR Ms. you have believed that are costing you the expense so you, you desperately need. Um, you're going to learn how to position yourself as the expert the media is looking for, how to avoid the most common mistakes that other do-it-yourselfers fall into when pitching, the number one complaint of journalists regarding most email pitches, Five Steps to Get Free Media Exposure Without Hiring an Agency, The Secret Formula for Capturing the Attention of Busy Journalists with Your Story, and Where to Find Totally Free Resources for Discovering Media Opportunities that Are Available to You. Our guest today is Cheryl Wicker. She is a Christian publicist, a journalist, and a PR coach uniquely qualified to teach Christian creatives small businesses and ministry leaders effective do-it-yourself PR techniques from a journalist perspective. So welcome to you, Cheryl. Happy to have you here today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Marnie. I'm so excited to be here, and I just want to tell you that I I just appreciate all the work that you do in mentoring Christian professionals, and I'm honored to be a part of the podcast today. Oh, great. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, and this is a great topic because it can get really expensive to hire PR help, especially PR help that isn't doing things that are effective. And whether listeners, whether you do it yourself or whether you use this to um, kind of as a benchmark for someone who's doing it for you, this information is going to help. Cheryl, when you start working with someone who's new to publicity or maybe needing publicity, what is one of the first things you tell them? Well, uh, first of all, I I try to let people know that uh, PR is not guaranteed. Uh, it's just so funny because a lot of people will come to me and they're just out of the gate starting out with their first book. Nobody knows who they are yet. And and I've literally had people tell me, okay, I want to, I have this plan and I want to, you know, do some local media over the next few months. And then, you know, in the next five to six months, I want to be on Good Morning America and blah, blah, blah. Thinking, oh, whoa, wait a minute. It, it doesn't often happen that way. Sometimes it does. But, uh, you know, I think right. people need to be realistic and they they need to know where their where their press is going to come from. And they need to, to really understand effective uh, techniques so that they can get the press they deserve. 
I had a friend who wrote a book and um, right away was on Focus on the Family. And she's saying, you know, she's, she was saying about how this had happened. And she was kind of surprised it happened so fast. And I said, fast? It's surprising it happened at all. Yeah. She's like, really? I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> so it is, it is important to stay in the realm of reality instead of going right to, you know, I'm going to be next on Oprah's list and, um, you know, that, that's how it's going to go. Because there's so many pieces that are involved. Well, you, yes. you have something that you say that there's a number one reason why brands remain invisible even after people have spent thousands of dollars on publicity. What's the number one reason for that? Well, I think it's using ineffective techniques. So whether you're doing it yourself or if you're hiring an agency that really doesn't ha- uh, ha- hasn't zoned in on a, what is a good pitch and what is a newsworthy story, that is the biggest reason why brands fail at getting press. So uh, when you're um, spending money on PR services or even if you're doing it yourself – it doesn't guarantee that you're going to get media exposure. And a lot of people don't really understand that. So if you want to make sure that you're not wasting your publicity budget, then you need to tap into methods that work. So what would be the best way to do that? That would be to go to the source with the power and learn how to do it. So it's the journalist who actually make the decisions about your story. So if they are telling you how they want to be pitched and what kind of stories they're looking for, then does it not make sense that you're going to follow those guidelines so that you can see success? So um, Mm -hmm. another thing too, is that, um, you know, I think a lot of people will spend money on an agency, but maybe they didn't really check the agency out well. And, and uh, you know, so it's really good to do your research. And also if you, if you're just starting out of the gate, you may not want to spend money, uh, you know, on, you know, $10,000 a month or whatever, if that is everything that you have and you can't afford to lose it. So that's why I think doing it yourself can be a really good option because uh, you, all you're losing is your time. And I highly right. recommend that for people that are just starting out. Well, and the other, the other advantage of it is again, once you know what's supposed to be being done and what's not effective, you can better judge how a PR firm is doing for you. Uh, Absolutely. Just going in blind. Yeah. Yes, so and, and you know, doing an interview, Go yeah, ahead. that that will help. Um, you know, interviewing them and and that that kind of helps you know uh, whether you're getting the right agency for you. Okay. So, what are some of the top PR myths that that people believe? Well, one of them is build it and they will come. You know, people think (laughs) if I just, you know, write a book, I'm going to get instant exposure. But the truth is um, that a media campaign does not equal media coverage. So just because you put something out there does not mean that you're going to get the press. So it's only a newsworthy story that's placed in the hands of carefully targeted journalists at the appropriate time that will lead to media exposure. So um, the key is, you know, this this is what's going to make all the difference in the world in your um, publicity efforts. So you need to know that just because you've written a book um, or you have some kind of new creative product, that that does not automatically entitle you to press coverage automatically. So it's not the news media's job to bring you exposure. A lot of people think they're entitled to it. Uh, I want press, so give me press. 
And that's not the way it works. Journalists are looking for great stories that are going to interest their readers. So what your job is to present the journalists with truly newsworthy stories. And that's when you're going to be able to convince them to buy in what you're doing. So um, myth number two is that publicity is for the pros. Now, admittedly, you know, lots of agencies and publicists might like you to believe this because they want, they want your business. But um, and there are certainly are reasons to go with hiring an agency. But um, for someone who doesn't have the adequate budget, uh, that may not be possible. And as an agency owner myself, I will admit that, you know, certainly that there's something to be said for a professional who has the connections and has mastered the tricks of the trade. But the truth is that, that PR agencies are pricey and PR agencies uh, do not guarantee results. So what I say is that the solution to this is that with the, the right PR tools and training, you can do the work of an agency with little or no cost. So, um, the truth is that although a good agency can really accomplish a lot with PR tools and training, people can actually do the work themselves. And um, the other thing is that I think a lot of people don't realize is that really no one can sell your message better than you. I mean, it's your baby. Uh, you have written this book. You have built this brand. You have started this company or this ministry, and you love it more than anybody in the world. And so that, that gives you this passion uh, about your message that no, that people can try to duplicate, but no one can quite match the enthusiasm that, you, that you're going to have. So if you have some natural communication skills, you really can be a great ambassador for your message. So you just need the, the right tools and techniques, and that's kind of what started me into the business of coaching um, these people that have great uh, message products that need to get them out there but don't have the budget. We're going to come back and talk a little bit about positioning yourself as an expert um, on your own. But before we do, why is it that PR campaigns are so expensive? They can range anywhere from maybe starting at $1,500 a month up to, like you said, $10,000 a month is not uncommon. Why is it that they cost so much? Well, I, I think you're, you're paying for the knowledge and the connections and the tools. Um, and then, of course, if you're hiring a big PR agency, you're also, you know, you're there's a lot of overhead with staffing and, and those types of things and buildings. But um, you're, most people are going to find their best value with a small boutique agency or a freelance publicist. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's just in, in your name. You know, and and uh, if you have a very big agency that has gained a, a, a huge reputation, you can charge the money and people are going to pay it. That's uh, the truth of the matter. And uh, But lots of times you can find people that are every bit as qualified uh, to actually get you press, especially for the smaller brands. And um, but but the you know PR you're you're definitely paying for those connections. That's that's part of what goes into it. Awesome. Well, visiting today with Cheryl Wicker of Cheryl at CherylWicker.com. That's with a C, Cheryl. And we're going to come okay. back and talk about how to position yourself as an expert in the media is looking for, as well as how to avoid the most common mistakes. We'll be right back. Across America, rely on women'seevents.info to find the major Christian women's events coming to their area. 
womensevents.info is the only online directory of its kind featuring all the upcoming major Christian women's events. You are invited to search for events coming near you or to add your own major Christian women's events. Everything's easy and accessible over at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. Welcome back. This is Marnie. We're visiting today with our guest Cheryl Wicker of CherylWicker.com on the topic of do-it-yourself publicity. Cheryl, let's talk about positioning ourselves as the expert the media is looking for. Yeah. Well, it's thought leadership that allows you to become the media's best friend. So being that subject matter expert will allow you to establish yourself uh, as someone that they're wanting to talk to. And um, there's a number of ways that you can do this. Uh, One would be starting a blog in your area of expertise or maybe doing a podcast sort of like you do uh, or writing articles for major publications and becoming a contributed author. There are more and more publications that are looking for people to write in this capacity and then looking for speaking opportunities that get your name out there, associate you with a larger network and organization, uh, an audience that you wouldn't normally be in front of. Um, Certainly writing a book gives you a lot of credibility. Uh, If you don't want to go to that expense, then writing eBooks, white papers, and tip sheets uh, is another great way to establish your expertise. Sometimes even offering information for free uh, just gets your name out there. And then you can do uh, what's really popular today now is with the online training and coaching in your area of expertise. So those are a few of the ways that you can get started. But the media is always looking for someone that they can interview that is as an expert in a certain area. We see it all the time. You're watching the news and they bring in the financial analyst or political analyst or health expert. And these people, well, Every time that they're on a show or they're, they, they get quoted in an article, uh, whatever products they sell kind of comes along with them because people go, who is that? They look them up and, you know, they usually even put a plug in of who they are and what it is that they do. And they get business from that kind of thing. Right. And I think that we're going to talk about this, too, a little bit as we go on. And so the key is really identifying what your target audience is, what your area of expertise is for that audience, and really being niche specific so that mm-hmm. when they need that person, you're, you're who comes up. You're who comes up in the Google searches, you know, and, and that, can, that can be helped by having a strong website, but also like having a YouTube channel having some, you know, these other things going on so that when the search terms are used, you, you show up. What do you say to the person who um, is in a field that's cluttered with so many, many, many experts in their field that it's hard to, hard to come to the top in their, their searches? Yeah, and you really want to narrow it down. Uh, sometimes people think they, they want to be all uh, to everyone and, that you know they don't want to miss out on anyone's business so well i can help this person and this person and this person and that's great but now your competition has become great as well so if you narrow down that niche 
then that's going to uh, it, it's going to lessen the competition. It's going to make it easier for you to come up in the search engines, and people know exactly who you are. They're going to recognize the language that you use. They're going to, they're going to recognize that they belong in your tribe and that you are the expert specifically for them. And that makes it much easier. Yeah. So for myself, well, I've worked in Christian entertainment. So I know that although the techniques that I teach will work for anyone, I really focus in on cr people who work in Christian entertainment, authors, speakers, and filmmakers mm -hmm. and musicians. Right, which is a lot different than just working, you know, with Christians as a publicist. I mean, that's that's very much niche down. So yeah. when when people are identifying this uh, area where they're going to be the expert in it, do you have a do you have a, a way to uh, help them narrow that down? Is there just a? I mean, I think of like when I'm writing, I have a, a person that I'm writing to. A she's a very specific person. And, of course, mm -hmm. a lot of other people can read it, but I've got this person in mind. So for publicity, is it the exact same thing? Yeah, I would say so. You, you definitely need to know who that audience is. And, um, you know, what is your, who is your background going to speak to and what, did it, what is it that they're looking for? And um, but, but specifically, you know, writing for, uh, writing for media outlets then you're obviously going to target the ones that are interested in the stories for your clients or for your particular brand. And, um, and you're going to, even though you have a story, it could go a million different ways. So you're going to target it specifically for that media outlet and the stories that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are, what are some of the most common mistakes that people make when they're, pitching publicists. Yeah. Well, the, the biggest mistakes uh, is that, first of all, that their stories aren't newsworthy. Uh, lots of times they're writing it from their own perspective and they're all excited about what they're doing and what they're trying to accomplish. So it becomes a self-promotional article touting their selling points. But that's not news. That's advertising. You see what I'm saying? And, um, and so you've got to change your focus to what, what is the journalist looking for? What stories are going to sell for them? Uh, another problem is uh, blasting the media with press releases rather than sending a personalized pitch because that's what they want. Press releases alone rarely result in news stories unless you're just a really huge brand. You know, if you're Coca-Cola or Microsoft, you can send a press release out and it's going to definitely be in the news, even if you don't call someone up or email someone with a personalized pitch. But if you're a lesser known brand, they get so many pitches, they're going to ignore it and you need to send them a very personalized pitch. Um, and then the other thing is not doing the research. So if you're sending stories out uh, that are not even in the journalist beat, which happens all the time, uh, then they're going to, they're going to ignore you. And the next time they get something from you, they're going to think they're going to remember that pitch that they got that wasn't appropriate and they're not going to pay attention to you anymore. So it's very important that you do the research, know who they are, know what kind of stories they're writing, know, know the angle that they're writing from. And also make sure you get their name right. That's another mistake that people make 12% of the time. People don't even get the name right of the journalist, <laughs> which seems like a no brainer, mm -hmm. but it happens. 
And and you shouldn't just go by like an old catalog that has names in it either. Check check on the site, uh, check with the station or with the paper to see yes. who's in the position now because people do move around. Uh, so oh, that's another way and so <laughs> much. Yes, it's yeah. amazing. I mean, to keep a media list up to date is like a full-time job, which is why there are companies that keep, you know, that sell media lists. It's uh, it's it's a big job to to keep that up to date. They move a lot. Hmm. So, what is what is the number one complaint of journalists regarding most email pitches that they receive? Well, believe it or not, uh, journalists say that. Most of the email pitches they receive are junk. I believe, I'm, in fact, I believe they said 90%. 90%. Mm-hmm. So, and this includes those that are sent by professional PR agencies. So, um, you know, it's, if the publicist hasn't done their research, then it's not going to be targeted. The email is gonna, not going to be targeted to the journalist's interest. And so then, um, so lots of times the story is not even in their niche. So these are all things that are easy to find out, and it doesn't take time. Um, it just takes—I mean, it just takes a little bit of time and um, and a little bit of effort. So if you want your emails to stand out from all of the other emails, then you're going to do your research. You're going to hit on an angle that you know is going to be of interest to the journalist. So it's just much better to send a handful of carefully targeted individual individual pitches than it would be to e-blast a list of hundreds. Admittedly, it's easier to send out an e-blast, but your results are going to be minimal. And it does take a whole lot more work to, to write an individual pitch and do your research. But if you do it well, your results will be great. Yeah. One of the things that I encourage you to do is either listen to or if you're pitching for a print media, go ahead and let's say it's a newspaper and you want to get into your city's newspaper with the story about whatever it is you're doing. So you would just go through the section of the paper that has stories like where you can envision yours and just take each story and instead of having it be about what it's about, just insert your information and rewrite it as if it's your information and see what do they have that you need to have in yours. Do they have quotes? Do they have citations? Do they have statistics? Do they have dates and times? You know, what is it that they are using that they feel like is newsworthy about that story that then you can say, okay, I have to have all these components in my pitch or they can't look at it. And it's not to say plagiarize it. Don't plagiarize it. Just learn from the pattern that they're Mm -hmm. using. Uh, Can you, Cheryl, is there anything else like that that you've done that's really been helpful? Um, Well, I I think that uh, reading the publications to get familiar with the types of stories that they do, uh, you don't want to just get a list and then say, oh, I'm going to send it to this publication. But, actually read them and read read their stories that's going to give you a lot of insight right there and a lot of times list uh if you have a subscription to a media list like like scission or whatever i also read they provide background information on the journalist and on the publication and so i'll read about the journalist and sometimes you'll find a little connection like you graduated from the same college or uh, you know just some little something that you might even be able to get their interest in that way of something that you have in common or something that you know about them these types of things will let them know that you know who they are 
And I, it's that personal touch that makes it important. I get pitched all the time. And there are people that send me something. And I, when I read it, I know they don't know who I am. They don't know what I write about. So I don't pay any attention to it because it's not personal. I know they sent – if they if it has my name on it, it was either you know blasted or it was a copy and paste that they sent the same one to everyone. But when I get one and I know they, – they put little things in there that I can tell they've been reading my articles, they know who I am, and then they make a request, I pay very careful attention to that. And most journalists will. Right. I was thinking about the difference. I, I got a pitch just recently, and, and it said, I was listening to some of your podcasts, and I really liked the one on, it mentioned the name of it. And then mm-hmm. um, I have a similar topic. It's kind of the same topic, but a different angle for that. Would you ever be interested? Well, of course, that one's going to, you know, pique my interest more than, like you said, someone who's sending out the same pitch to, you know, 150 radio stations. So yeah. good, good stuff here. We're going to take a little break and come back and talk about five steps to getting free media exposure without hiring an agency. We'll be right back. ever need a guest speaker or maybe you're a speaker who's available to go check out womenspeakers.com the largest online directory of christian women speakers in the world since 2002 connecting thousands of planners with over 1300 speakers speakers are available to you from every state denomination experience level and fee range you simply search when you have time anytime day or night and connect directly with the speakers that interest you no middlemen no hidden fees it's all simple easy enjoyable and online check it out today at womenspeakers.com that's www.womenspeakers.com Welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg, and you're joining us today at Marnie's Friends for a topic of publicity, planning tips for do-it-yourselfers. Our guest, Cheryl Wicker, is a Christian publicist, journalist, and PR coach, uniquely qualified to teach Christian creative small businesses and ministry leaders effective do-it-yourself PR techniques. Her website is Cheryl, with a C, CherylWicker.com. Cheryl, welcome back to you. We are going to talk in this segment about five steps to getting free publicity, free media coverage, even without hiring an agency. So I'm dying to know. I'm sure our listeners are, too. Why don't you dive right in? <laughs> okay, absolutely. And uh, some of these we've talked about just a little bit, but um, I'll go ahead and mention them. Well, the first one is expertise. So if you are someone just starting out and maybe you're having trouble getting the media interested in your story, then this is this is a way that you can get your foot in the door, even if you don't have a great uh, newsworthy story in itself, and that is by being the expert. So, um, you know, a lot of people, they'll, they'll write a book and they think that they're going to get exposure instantly. But although it gives you credibility and helps establish you in, as an expert, the truth of the matter is there's over 300,000 books published every year. <laughs> so if you're not a best-selling author, you, you've got a lot of competition. So you can lessen that competition by building your expertise so that you're a valuable source of information that the media is looking for. And reporters are constantly looking for experts to offer quotes and insights into stories that they're working on. So if you can get yourself out there as an expert in your field, 
Um, it happens all the time when they're looking for a spokesperson in your area of expertise, and that way you get their attention. So they're, they're going to be happy that you came along and want to talk to you if they're looking for someone with your expertise. So if you're using this approach, then you're going to be able to reach all kinds of different media outlets who might otherwise overlook your press release um, because uh, they're getting so many emails all the time. And so this could give you access to newspaper, magazine, TV, radio, online publications, and blogs. All of that's within your reach if you know how to approach journalists by using your expertise. So um, the second one would be opportunities. And, you know, one of the things is lots of times people catch themselves in a situation where they don't really know where to find the journalists that are looking for a story on someone like themselves. So here are a few places that you can find these opportunities. One is media databases. So whether you purchase it or build it your, yourself, you know, by doing some online research and that kind of thing, um, you know, just reaching media by uh, contacting them that way. Um, then there's also editorial calendars where they tell you what they're going to be writing about or uh, stories they're going to be covering each month. And if you know that they're doing a, a story on home decorating and you've written a book on, you know, how to make slip covers for your couch, then, you know, you know, this might be the, a, a great uh, month to pitch them with your story. So, um, so that's another way. And then there's also something that some people are very familiar with and find helpful is the ex-journalist sites. And for example, uh, one of them is called HARO, H-A-R-O, which stands for Help a Reporter Out. So what, what this site is, uh, there will be journalists that are writing a story and they'll, they'll write their pitches. This is what we're looking for. And we need, uh, they'll give all the details of how to submit the story and what specifically they're looking for. So you just read through the listings, and if you find someone who's looking for someone with your expertise, then you just send them your pitch. And a lot of times people can get some stories this way by finding the right opportunity at the right time. Um, and then the other one, which we've talked about a bit, is newsworthiness. So people pitch stories to promote their brand rather than finding out what the journalists are, are really interested in and creating a pitch based on this angle. So that's one of the most common mistakes that people make. And, you know, just a, an example, this is being done by professional publicists as well as people who are trying to do their own PR. So one of the clients that I worked with uh, once told me about a local publicist that he knew of uh, when he was a TV news director. And he said that this publicist would pitch stories that were not newsworthy, but she was very aggressive in trying to get a story for her client. Nonetheless, even though they weren't newsworthy, well, he was a news director as a, as a TV at a TV station. So, you know, it, it really bugged him, you know, and he would try to avoid giving press if it wasn't newsworthy. But then later he became the PR director for a mega church. And, you know, she was one of the names that was brought up as well as my name. Well, he instantly said, you know, no, I'd rather go with Cheryl because I've gotten pitches from her and they've always been newsworthy. So, you know, when you're selecting a PR agency, we don't always have this inside information <laughs> before hiring a publicist, but, um, you know, it does it does happen even with professionals. So why, as a do-it-yourselfer, do you not think this might be a, a difficult thing to come up with newsworthy angles? But it's entirely possible to learn this technique. Um, and 
so the solution here would be to find the right news angle that will interest the media on your story. And um, yeah, so um, anyway, it, this is a technique also that salespeople, they know that their number one way of reaching people is to learn about their prospect and find out what their needs are, right? Well, this works in PR as well. What kind of story is your media outlet looking for or wanting? And then you create an angle that will, will sell that kind of a story to them. Okay, the other uh, number four would be pitching. So when you approach media, you have choice. Are you going to send out a generic e-blast of your press release, or do you send a personalized pitch to one media outlet at a time? Journalists want that short, targeted email pitch. So if you follow their preferences, that's when you're going to find the greatest success. And this is a proven technique that is rarely used, even by professionals. Um, and then the number five is networking. So remember how we talked about earlier about, you know, the personal connections is what you're paying for when you hire an agency. And that's one of the hardest things uh, for someone who's trying to do it themselves is how do I get these personal connections that will help me? I mean, personal connections help us help us in all situations. And certainly it's going to help in PR as well. So, um if you don't have media connections, then basically you're pitching to total strangers. And people do give preference lots of times to people that they already know, that they're already familiar with. It kind of opens the door for you. So um, with them receiving hundreds of email pitches per day, then getting to know them on a personal level would be extremely valuable to you. And you can do this. Um, some of the ways that you can do it would be going to conferences, trade shows, and media events where you can meet some media people. Um, you can meet them on social media and then even online um, you know, when, like through blogging and making comments and, and that kind of thing. Uh, so there's uh, lots of ways that you can meet, uh, that, that you can personally get to know media uh, journalists. So those are the, the, the so, five top steps that I recommend. So great. Well, let's go back and kind of dive into these a little bit deeper. So the expertise one we covered a little bit earlier in the program. If you're just joining us now, you can go back and listen to the archive for that one. Let's talk a little longer about uh, opportunities. Um, there's You mentioned the media databases, the editorial calendars, and the expert journalist site. So one by one here, the media databases, what that's helpful for is if you can segment those into categories, then when you have a story, let's say that you're watching the news and you recognize that you could speak directly to, you know, something. So, for example, if, if you work with um, teenagers who have uh, left home and are in an interim place right now, they're not at home, but they're also not on the street, but you know, they're just in an interim place. And you, there's a story about something having to do with that. You could, you could absolutely look at that and say, okay, I need to get a hold of the reporters that are in this segment to give a quote. And all you have to do is actually just send, well, Cheryl, I'll let you speak to this more better than I can, but just send the quote that you would like to give. And then underneath maybe a couple statistics, you know, say available for comment and your, your name and your number, your contact information, really they're, they're building that story as the day goes on. So is that, a, is that an opportunity right there? 
Yes, it is. And lots of times, you know, even when you find national news stories, you can you can play off of that. And you may find uh, that you have a local angle on a national story and you can provide a quote even to your local media related to a national story. Maybe you have some kind of a connection. Um, you know, there's all kinds of different ways that you can, uh, you know, you can provide some kind of an expert quote and um, insight, uh, or some people even do their own research so that they will have something to provide. They do surveys and, and, and research they can, that they can send out. And people love, another thing that's really popular is lists, compiling lists or, um, or tip sheets, you know, things like that, because public, certain publications are looking for, uh, for those types of things. Um, so you can do the research and you can find the type of publications that are looking for your kind of story that that uh where you're going to reach the audience that's looking for your uh for for your brand and um sometimes it's kind of hard to get the contact information if if you're building it yourself um but you can some you know sometimes even just calling and asking for a contact if you can't find email addresses are hard to find online. I do find them sometimes, but uh, you know it is kind of hard to find online. Um, but there are some media databases that are are even for, built for you out there for uh, newspaper, radio, and TV. So you can you can find some free media databases out there already that you can go through and then you just, um, yeah. So, but there, but there are some that you can purchase and they're rather pricey, but um, they can be very valuable. So if you're watching or you're reading in the newspaper a story about something that you have expertise in, then obviously the person to contact right away would be the reporter that either wrote it or is doing the story. And that's kind of a direct thing. And also don't, don't be intimidated that this is too small of a, you know, your local market is too small because it, there's the potential for it to be picked up by AP or anything there too. So don't rule it out based on that. Yeah. Uh, So just go ahead and do your thing at the level you're able to do it and let the rest, let the rest be what it is. Yes. And it builds, Uh, you do a local story. And like you said, lots of them, you know, if they're a part of a bigger network, then it may be picked up and, and get into bigger markets or even a national market and go out on the wire. Um, But the other thing is even within your own social network, um, you can put your story out, people see that story, and then you can have people contact you just because they saw it through social media. Uh, So, yeah, there's a lot of ways that it can build on each other. Right. And, and that's it, you know, maybe the most obvious thing there is there's a story on a particular news station, say KBWJ or whatever, and you put, you go and you find that story and you make a comment and you may have a quote and you have your statistics right in that comment. Well, right away there, the people that are monitoring that um, that blog post or whatever they call it, the news story feed, then, you know, you are all of a sudden bubbled to the surface of somebody that really knows what they're talking about on this topic. Yes. And, uh, and media people, I mean, they're, they're scouring and looking for uh, the experts and for the stories. And uh, if you can get out there online, lots of times you can be found, or even in a newspaper, when I used to be a television news reporter, what did we do to get our news stories? We went 
to the morning newspaper and we went through there and looked for stories. Absolutely. And so you get one mm-hmm. story now, it leads net you it started with the newspaper. Yep. Now you're on TV and then from there who knows where else. And um I know uh you know sometimes on the internet people will have Google alerts set for certain keywords. You may get found by a journalist just because they have a Google alert set for something in your story, maybe even if it was a small publication, but you can still get found. Well, right, and I do that the reverse way. So I'm watch I have Google alerts set on mine for news stories that have uh things in them that relate to my area of expertise so that I can respond and pitch. <laughs> so you know, yes. that works both ways. That works both ways. And the other thing is, you know, just back to this uh, tip about adding comments to uh, radio, um, radio show links about a story, to newspaper links about a story, to uh, TV links about a particular story that is in your field of expertise. I've heard both Michael Hyatt and Tim Ferriss say that they have guests on their show just because, you know, I had to interview you because you keep posting such great stuff on my blog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, it does. Definitely. It's just one of those expertise things. And if, if that's where you like hanging out, I mean, that's the perfect place for you to be interviewed because you'll really shine if you love hanging out there. Absolutely. It's a great way to get their, get their attention. So as long as you're not posting talk- promotional stuff, <laughs> that's right, a way to make exactly. yourself an enemy. <laughs> exactly. And I think, you, I think we can feel the difference between, you know, somebody who's really trying to be helpful, provide helpful information, yes. and somebody who's just really trying to use us. <laughs> I think everybody can feel that difference. Um, the other thing is the Haro site that you mentioned, H-A-R-O, that one is really awesome, but you do have to recognize that they're, like when I've done hires for um, help a reporter out, when I've needed a certain person to, let's say, be a guest on the show, and I've been, had a hard time finding this particular area of expertise, I've used Harold. Well, I may get anywhere from 60 to 150 responses in the first few hours. So mm-hmm. you have to know that you want to, you know, you want to respond quickly. You want to respond professionally and do have, I think what you said too about having a short, targeted, personalized pitch. Those are the key. Those are the keys yes. to bubbling to the surface in a very crowded space. Yes, that is so true. <laughs> yeah. And then networking, if you were at a conference and uh, you wanted to, you wanted to, Introduce yourself, um, Cheryl, to let's say yeah, you have a goal of introducing yourself to five people who would help you in the future to serve them to do a better job at what you do. Uh, how would you go about finding those people if they were media represented? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, that's the funny thing about networking. I, I do a lot of networking myself and I've seen, I've seen the best and I've seen the worst. So uh, even on my website right now, I have a free tip sheet on networking because I'm, I, I'm just so right. passionate about helping people do a better job, <laughs> but <laughs> because there are certain people you just want to run from. And so I will tell <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, uh, so I've, I've had people walk up to me before and they don't even say their name hardly. They just start pitching and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, wait a minute. Who are you? Why are you telling me this? So it, be, it becomes very annoying. So the best way to find the right people would be to, first of all, be real and genuine 
uh, you, if you go in there feeling like this machine gun salesman, your people are going to run from you. But if you just come in being a friendly, genuine person, and also not just thinking about yourself, but thinking about others and, and thinking about how you can help others, then people are going to be attracted to you. Uh, the other thing that I see oftentimes is people that you know, they're trying to make a certain amount of connections in a certain amount of time. And so they start talking to you. Well, at first, they're real friendly and bubbly and upbeat. The minute they find out what you do and you're not one of the people they want to meet, you immediately start seeing their eyes shifting around the room. And you can tell they're just looking for their next victim. <laughs> so, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you you want to say, it's like, even if this isn't the person that I need to meet, maybe there's something I can offer them. And um, and when you're that kind of person, everyone's going to be attracted to you. So, but some mm-hmm. shortcuts are learning the badges. Um, there's you, you know, every conference that you go to, they they have color codes on the badges. If you can find out, you know, what they mean, then that's going to help you not waste time with. But the other thing mm-hmm. that I do is I let them talk first, and um, so. You know, you just kind of do your little small talk at the beginning. Hey, how you doing? You know, what are you here for today? Or, you know, that kind of thing. What do you do? What, and you let them talk first. That's another salesman technique because that way you're able to learn what their needs are. You're able to learn what they do. And now you can target your pitch to them. And um, if you find out they're not somebody you really need to know, you know, it's easy to just kind of close up the conversation. Oh, that's really interesting. Well, I hope you do well on that. You know, and they're not going to, most people aren't even going to ask you about yourself. (laughs) They they won't even think about it. And so then you can move on and catch the next person. But um, so the, um, I think though, did I answer your question there? Um, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I have a whole lot more tips, but. Those are <laughs> well. Uh, we're going to send people over there, CherylWicker.com, and, and look for the networking tips because that is it is huge and it's hard. But one of the things that um, people have commented to me the most, those that really study people, is the rare the rare quality of staying present with who you're with. And like you said, you know, there's this. Yes. As soon as you're not useful to me, the eyes glaze over and start looking, darting around for who might be useful to me. And instead of doing that, just Stay with who you're with until you're done with that conversation and then move on and let your eyes roam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It feels, yeah. feels a lot more respectful to the person you're with. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, this is Marnie Sundberg visiting today with Cheryl Wicker uh, on publicity planning tips for do-it-yourselfers. We're going to come back and talk about the secret formula for capturing the attention of busy journalists with your story and also where to find totally free resources for discovering media opportunities available to you. We'll be right back. Are you ready to experience your best life possible and share biblical success principles with others? Register for the SPI Coach Certification Program today. SPI, or S-P-I, stands for Success Principles Intensive. It's a six-hour online program that equips you to fully comprehend and train biblical success principles. You can check it out today over at Marnie.com. It's available as part of the mentorship program, or you can buy it as a standalone certification program. Learn more now at Marnie.com. That's M-A-R-N-I-E.com.
few moments right after the show and help me out. I am curious who we're missing. So, for example, do you know of any speaker who is missing from womenspeakers.com? Do you know of a guest expert who you'd love to hear me interview on Marnie's Friends? Or maybe you know of a major Christian women's event group that is not yet represented over at womensevents.info. Would you just take a moment after the show, swing over to Marnie.com and use the support link at the bottom of any page to recommend her to us. That would be awesome. I thank you for partnering with me in ministry, and God bless your day. Welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg. We're visiting today with our guest, Cheryl Wicker of CherylWicker.com. She is a publicist, and she is here to help us with some do-it-yourself tips for publicity. Cheryl, thank you so much for being here. This has been so fun. You've covered a lot of ground already. Excited now to hear your secret formula for capturing the attention of busy journalists. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, and so, some of these are a, a review of some of the things w- that we elaborated on earlier, but um, I, I'd say one of them is get away from the me focus, which is promotion, and move into a journalist focus, which is newsworthy. So what will sell newspapers and magazines for them? What will help them gain more listeners and viewers? If you can latch onto that, that's how you're going to get their attention. The other is research both the media outlet and the journalist. Know what topics they cover and from what perspective. So learn everything that you can about them. Sometimes it's just something small like we discussed. It could be a hobby or a pet peeve or something that might trigger a unique pitch as you learn um, things about that journalist. Then write your pitch from the angle of something that's going to be of interest to them. Uh, We also talked about writing a short, concise email pitch with a great subject line. We haven't talked about subject lines. It's very important to use a subject line that, well, two things, that's descriptive, but that also contains, um, uh, you know, that, that that's going to be of interest to them. However, don't make it so clever that they don't know what it what it's all about. Write something that will uh, give them a clue on what the email's about. And then in the email, you're going to write sometimes just one to two short paragraphs, or it could even be as short as a couple of sentences. So you need to think elevator pitch. What is an elevator pitch? An elevator pitch is something so short, you can say it from the time you get on the elevator on the first floor until you get off on the last floor. So it's really fast. It makes them want to know more. And if you've ever talked to someone who doesn't know how to pitch, Um, you'll understand the value of the elevator pitch. I one time talked to a filmmaker who was trying to pitch me his film, and after talking to him for an hour, he still hadn't told me the synopsis of the story. And I'm thinking, if it takes an hour just to try to explain to me what your story is about, I don't want to know anymore. I mean, this this is too much. So just tell them enough that they want to know more. And and then... uh, The other thing would be uh, if you can include something that lets them know that you know who they really are. Um, So like you were discussing, someone that actually mentioned an article of yours that they had read, um, that kind of thing uh, makes makes them feel like you cared enough to to find out who they were. 
and it, it's, it's going to make them, it's going to open that door for them. And then getting the name of the, the, of the journalist and the publication correct and making sure that you spell it right. Um, I think one big mistake that I, that is so easy to make is when you do cut, paste, and edit, um, and then you forget, and oh my goodness, I, I mean, I have to say, I think we've all done that before and embarrassed ourselves to death because you leave the wrong person's name in there or, the, or whatever. So you make sure you proof and you double proof to make sure that you've edited everything and made it all personal and get all the correct information. <laughs> and, and that is so so reasonable, but yet it's not it's not as easy as it sounds because ninety percent of the pitches that go to journalists are what they call trash. So yep. if you take the time to do these things well, you will bubble to the surface simply because most of the people that are sending them in don't. don't. You know, one of the things um, in when you're personalizing your note. If you can use a quote that you've heard the journalist say or that you've read something right out of one of their articles, uh, something like that is really uh, so helpful. You think about prayer, and God likes us to pray scripture back to him. It's his words, mm. and he likes to hear them coming back to him. My husband has been in HR for his career, and when he looks at a resume, he is more drawn to the resume of the person who is using the exact words that they used in the description of the job. So we're looking some, for someone who is energetic. We're looking for some. If you use those exact words back in, the, in your resume, obviously you're the right person. They're talking my language, right? So mm-hmm. it's, again, the same with a journalist. If you're phrasing things in a way that the journalist writes uh, or in the way that the broadcaster speaks, that is right away going to pique the attention of that that group of people that are deciding between whom to interview or to have on. So just to take the time to do that, that's right. We have one last thing here uh, before we're done for the day, and you have some free resources for discovering media opportunities. Yes. Okay. Well, we already discussed one of them, and that's Hero.com, but there are other similar sites. I have to say, of the free sites, I think Harrow is probably the best. But uh, another thing is there's also a paid version of Harrow. And if you have the paid version, then you get first dibs at opportunities. And just like you were saying, that um, it's the people that get in there first sometimes that are going to be the ones that get picked. So if you had the paid version, you would have an opportunity to see these opportunities before it goes out to the free people. So that's an option. Um, And if you have a budget, you also might want to check out PR leads. Um, This is a, you know, a paid, paid only uh, type website, but because of that, it's probably going to have higher quality leads and less competition. Um, this is run by, I know you're very familiar with this one, uh, Marnie. Yeah. It's run by Dan Janel, who's also been a guest on your show. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then also, as we discussed, expert calendars. So we didn't talk a lot about that one, but but where publications and shows put out a, a calendar of the topics they're going to be covering. For, they usually put it out a whole year in advance. Sometimes you find these things on their website. It may be listed under Media Kit, or um, sometimes you can just Google it, like put in 2017 editorial calendar, and you may be able to pull it up that way. So with a little research, you can find some of those. 
and um, you can get your timing perfect and make sure that you're reaching them about a topic they need to cover when they need it. And then um, you can build your own media list from Google searches. And I mentioned earlier that there are some free media lists online. Um, if you go to uh, usnpl.com, that one has local uh, TV, radio, and newspaper, and you can search it by state and city, and, um, and you can find a lot of contact information that way. So that could be very useful for people that, that don't have a budget. And, of course, there are also paid resources um, you know, that I do want to mention that are much more extensive and user-friendly for those that do have the budget. Uh, the one that I like the most is Cision PR Suite. So with that one, you get the PR web releases, and then you get a searchable media database that includes just some great, great features uh, and all the content information. Very extensive. Can you spell, that, name? Can you spell, uh, that, spell Cision. that word? C-I-S-I-O-N. Uh, so that's the one that I recommend. Um, I have a, a very extensive list of media sources, both paid and free, that's included in my Amplified training. But those are a few of the highlights right there. Awesome. So helpful. Well, we are nearing the end of our time together here. This hour has flown by, Cheryl. Thank you so much for being here. If people go over to your website, you've talked about the free resource that they can get there. But what else are they going to find? Well, they're also going to find um, I have a, a free webinar that's available to them. I also have a marketing blog where I post articles uh, on all type, different types of marketing topics, including uh, PR and social media. And, um, and then, you know, the free resources may change from time to time, but I currently right now I am offering um, the tip sheet, how to be a networking superstar and rock out opportunities at live events. Um, and for people, <laughs> for people who take uh, who um, sign up for my webinar, I do offer a free 45-minute strategy session. But for the listeners of your program, um, I I am um, happy to do a 45-minute strategy session with them as well, and just offer this as a, a special little perk to the listeners today, wow. and even for the people that watch this at a later date. And so, yeah, so they could reach me con uh, directly to schedule that um, at a, a special link, connectwithcheryl.com, C-H-E-R-Y-L, connectwithcheryl.com. And, you know, I could help them answer questions like, you know, how do you know if you have the potential to, your, to do your own PR? Like, do you ha really have the skills to learn how to do this yourself? And is your brand newsworthy enough to garner press on its own, or do you need to go with expertise angle? And I could just help them determine their next steps in their PR strategy so that they can get the exposure that they need and want. Fantastic. Well, you heard it here. <laughs> you can go uh -huh. and visit Cheryl at her website, CherylWicker.com. It's C-H-E-R-Y-L-W-I-C-K-E-R.com. Cheryl, thanks so much. You've been an awesome guest. Oh, well, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed it. And I hope people have learned some things they can put to work right away. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And thank you all for being here. Can't have a show without listeners. Happy to have you along, whether you're listening live or to the archives. And we'll see you next time at Martin's Friends. Have a great day now. Bye-bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 